HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. The future of farms is the future of food. No Farms, No Future is a new podcast from American Farmland Trust and Heritage Radio Network. Listen today. Hello, welcome to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Akiko Teyama, a food writer and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi every day in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi ramen izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. My guest today is Takashi Miyazaki, who is the chef owner of Ichigo Ichie in Cork, Ireland. Takashi moved to Ireland in 2008, where Japanese food was yet to be more deeply discovered. Also, he was met by a global finance, financial crisis shortly after his arrival in Ireland. After going through numerous challenges, he fell in love with Cork, a small city in the south, southwestern part of the country, and opened a kaiseki restaurant called Ichigo Ichie in 2018. The restaurant became a huge success, and he earned a Michelin star only six months after its opening. So today we'll discuss why Takashi ended up moving to Ireland, why he fell in love with Cork, his philosophy of cooking Japanese food outside Japan, why and how he effectively utilizes local Irish ingredients to cook authentic Japanese cuisine, and much, much more. But before we start, Japan Needs is available on the Heritage Radio Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitch, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitch, and Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japan Needs. And please write a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start a conversation with Takashi Miyazaki. Hello, Takashi. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Very good. Very good. So, um, so... To get to know you, uh, where are you from and what did you eat when you grew up? Okay, um, I'm from Fukuoka in Kyushu area in south of Japan. I grew up in Fukuoka um, to uh, university after university and uh, I got, uh, the, my first job was uh, working at a five-star hotel. So what would what, what I eat? Um, my hometown, Fukuoka, is there, it's quite... Um, foodie um, area and also uh, it's great seafood and also um, 
so many different things, um, such as Bikugume and also high-end uh, mm. Kaisei restaurant as well. So I grow up a few different type of um, uh, fun food. That's how I, I grow up. Mm, right. Yeah, Fukuoka is an interesting place because it's in the southern part of Japan, but um, I think major corporations try to use that city as a pilot testing place because it's such a great um, place. It's a really um, major city. And mm-hmm. also, like you said, it's full of uh, good food, the seafood. And you said the Biki Gurume mm-hmm. means like, you know, B class, but delicious food. So it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very exciting that you grew up in the city. Yeah. Right. So, and how did you get into cooking? Right. Um, I was in university student, but um, I got the scholarship for the university. So uh, my, my dad was a kendo master, which is a Japanese uh, martial art. And then I've been playing kendo since I, I was a small child. And then I keep playing kendo, the martial art. And then um, I got a scholarship, but I didn't go to university <laughs> because I started the part-time <laughs> job in um, such a small cafe in domestic Fukuoka airport. And very small cafe, but um, the master was quite passionate. And then I got into, a, oh, I want to be a chef. I want to be a chef. And, and then I started cooking for my friend, my university friend. And then they asked me again, oh, can I cook again? Can I cook again? So they looked at my food. <laughs> and then so, mm. oh, this is my job. So I want to be a chef. So I quit university because I didn't go to a Kendall class. <laughs> Pretty bad, I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Interesting. You, you never know what happens, right? Your future is always une- unexpected. <laughs> like, this one is a good turn. So I'm glad yeah. you, have, you came across that kind of interesting part-time job mm-hmm. at the airport. All right. Mm. So, um, so where did you work before you moved to Ireland? I, so as I said, um, I started work at the hotel and then that was um, <clears throat> Teppanyaki, but that restaurant is the um, kind of fusion of the, the French cuisine and the Japanese ingredients like that. And then serving in front mm. of our guests. And I was there right. almost three years. Then I wanted to travel someplace and uh, Actually, I had a band uh, that time with the, uh, my colleagues and playing the Okinawa music. And then <laughs> oh, I love Okinawa food, so <laughs> I wanted to move to uh, more south, Okinawa. And then oh, one wow. of my friends from university, uh, he from uh, actually the really south, a small island area. And I asked him about, uh, it's that, that is uh, Tokunoshima which is a, Kagoshima, a part of Kagoshima Prefecture. And then, okay, I, I move it and uh, I want to see something different. And, but Tokunoshima is a Kagoshima, it wasn't Okinawa. <laughs> but um, I had a great experience work with the farmers and I was working small izakaya. It's a very, very tiny island. So every, everybody know each other. And then, so I started, work in the restaurant and also daytime I work in the 
uh, with the farmers. Um, that was a exper good experience. And I, I stayed mm -hmm. in the uh, Tokunoshima Islands for three years and then moved to Kagoshima and then worked some restaurant and then back to my hometown, Fukuoka. Then just for a while, uh, short while, um, I found a truck driver <laughs> because I, I, was, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to save money for my restaurant. Yeah, and there was good money, but um, um, I spent all of the <laughs> my salary and stuff. And then my uncle uh, had the Okonomiyaki restaurant in Hiroshima. And then he had great success with the business and small Okonomiyaki restaurant. And he asked me to be a head chef there. And then um, my uncle opened another bigger place. Then I moved to Hiroshima. Mm. Wow. So sounds like you really, you know, from beginning of the five-star hotel in Fukuoka, major city, mm -hmm. to island restaurant, to yeah. uh, okonomiyaki, bigger than small. So <laughs> you have a yeah. very extensive experience and it went through all those Japanese food, sounds like. Yeah. As you know, um, in Japan, there's so many regions. If you go next prefectures, and then there's a different different food. So Hiroshima was, uh, was quite new for me. And even Hiroshima's high-end uh, restaurants are totally different ingredients from Fukuoka. So mm. their cooking uh, was different and tastes different, textures different. But after the, the Okonomiyaki restaurant, um, I saw the one place, the pub restaurant, Irish pub restaurant, was looking for head chef. So I was kind of interested about Irish culture and music and stuff. Then I had the interview and then I got position. So that was Irish pub restaurant. It's called Morning Marons in Hiroshima. So, mm. one chef came from Galway and uh, she trained me for a month. So, I had no idea then <laughs> what is Irish food like. <laughs> mm. So, she taught me some Irish food, and such as cottage pie, <laughs> bangers and mash, and fish and chips, of course. <laughs> and, mm. and also, that was a great experience for me. Right. So that was at the beginning of everything Irish, sounds like. And then you mm. moved to Ireland in, in 2008. So why did you move to Ireland? So for me, I always wanted to go somewhere to over, overseas to live and then still want cooking. And then when I was head chef in Irish pub and I met my future wife, so she's, she's Irish and... She was teaching uh, English in kindergarten in, in Hiroshima. And then of course, she, you know, she always in the Irish pub after work. <laughs> then so we started going out. And when she had a holiday and she went back to Ireland, so I went to Ireland. I, I came to Ireland with her for her holiday. And then that was two weeks. 
And you know, if you go to travel, you're gonna miss your your country food. So I was missing like Japanese food. And then in Ireland, mm. we were looking for a Japanese restaurant. Then it wasn't much Japanese food or Japanese restaurant. Then I started thinking maybe I'm gonna do something Japanese food here. Mm. So that was a yeah. kind of opportunity to move Ireland as well. Mm. Right, and then you did move to Ireland, and I heard that there's some issues with uh, your wife's visa, so you kind of mm-hmm. had to go there, right? Yeah. So I moved 2008. That was, you know, the recession all over the world. So just started. So I got work permit there, just only, which is a, I can only work only one restaurant. And then the restaurants closed down in four weeks. So I lost my visa. Then I have to go back yeah. to Japan then. Even I couldn't apply, basically I couldn't because at least I have to work in six months or something. But um, I explained uh, then, I could uh, apply the visa, so I could stay. Mm. Right. Okay. So, but then um, you eventually uh, moved to Cork, right, to mm-hmm. open your own place. So, mm. what is the kind of the process that you got? You know, you really faced with also you know, regulation challenges because of the visa. And also there's mm-hmm. a, the economy that's really not in the ideal situation because of Lehman mm-hmm. Shock. So, yes. um, so how did you end up moving to Cork? Okay, um, so my work permit, I only can work in one place. Um, but in the future, like, we are going to get married, like, so if you get married, you get, you get visa. So uh, you can work or you can open your own business in Ireland. And then at the same time, we are traveling up to Belfast and then the West Coast, Galway, Clare, County Clare and Dingo, and then check the fish market and water. And then Cork was the last place. And then we made a decision that it has to be cork because the water is good. And then mm. I'm from southwest in Japan. So I feel like, you know, settling in the south is, I feel better. And then <laughs> right. there's an English market in cork and you can get a variety of some food and ingredients and then it's great local produce. So I just kind of fell in love in Cork. Mm. Wow. Interesting. So, yeah, it's funny that you determined because of the water. So, and I heard that mm. um, the water in Cork is good to make your dashi stock. Mm-hmm. So what's the water profile? Is it very hot water or soft water? It's a hard water. Um, if you some place in Ireland, like a Midland or West Side, and it's very hard, like uh, full of lime scale. 
So even like when you have a shower, you can smell the lime scale. Some areas like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't get any of those things in court. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Right. And and then, uh, so you, before you opened uh, the mission study to Goiche, you opened a mm-hmm. takeout spot called the Miyazaki in 2015. And yeah. um, and I, it seems like it's still going very strong. So it was the first Japanese restaurant in Kork, I heard. And then there you serve Japanese soul food, like onigiri, mm-hmm. Japanese style curry, and donburi, mm-hmm. and rice balls. Yes. So why did you open Miyazaki first? Um, so... And uh, we moved court and we're trying to find the premises for the restaurant. And 2015 to 13 to 15, like still like uh, you can see the recessions, like uh, some restaurants uh, closed down and empty premises, like, um, but some premises are too big for me. Uh, some premises has an issue and uh, I couldn't afford. And so then I was passing by and there was a small takeaway and it used to be a Chinese takeaway. Um, but that premises was uh, the most old Chinese takeaway in Cork City. So it's like a 30 years or something like. And then <laughs> I, asked, I asked my wife, so why don't you start from uh, small? Maybe the restaurant is too big. And then what about doing takeaway? Maybe people don't know what is the real Japanese food. So kind of windows opportunity, like. And then so why not start from some dashi dish or, you know, katsudon, oyakodon, you know, which we love it. And then what Japanese people eat every day, that's a... That's where you established. Mm, right. And then, uh, like, what I heard is there was a first Japanese restaurant in Cork. So, I mean, restaurant or the shop specializing in Japanese food. So mm. what was the reaction to your food um, from Cork people when you opened Miyazaki? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trusting if I serve right food and tasty food and people will come back, I know also that was a big challenge in, in Cork City or in Ireland, actually. But um, if I do the right things, so they trust us. But that was funny, like, um, when, in, <laughs> when we opened Miyazaki and then the people came in and then they asked me, uh, you know, curry and chips or three in one, which is, you know, take typical takeaway here, <laughs> fish and chips and uh, you know, some chips and the curry sauce. And we say, oh, we don't have chips. And then, uh, then our customer asks, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have chips. Like, yeah. But uh, it didn't take a yeah. long, long time. And we got, uh, when we opened it, we got great support from, uh, uh, it's called uh, McKenna's Guide, uh, running by uh, John and Sally. And they support us. That was a huge thing. So they came to my premises and within a month, and then they kind of promoted for uh, Miyazaki Takeaway. Then, wow. 
is I, you know, that's my palace. Like, so I grow up from Fukuoka food with also my grandma, grandma's food like that. Then I work with mm-hmm. the uh, Irish, a lot of uh, local Irish ingredients, and I give in a Japanese technique. Then, so then, can I do that? Kaiseki restaurant. That's my own color. Like so. Yeah. Then mm. that was open. Then, as I said, I've been playing. Like I've been playing kendo with the. Such as you know, manner or Zen. So I won't skip that. All the customer, all our guests, also our staff. I want to give the experience. They make a you know Zen space. Right. So okay. So small restaurant, but I'm nice, calm, and quiet. Even during the service is. Very calm service, and the kitchen. All my、mm. chefs very calm and then nice move. So that's a ichigoichi. Right. Okay. So,、mm. well, it's it's funny, right? Your mindset of kendo runs through、mm. your life and your focus and the restaurant.、Mm. So it was ten years after you arrived, you opened your own place, which is a huge achievement because there's nobody. Did that before as a Japanese、mm. chef. Congratulations! Thank you very much. And、uh, <laughs> yeah, and then you call your restaurant、uh, according to your website. It's couple restaurant, right?、Mm-hmm. So what is couple restaurant?、Um, we say couple restaurant is the the master or chef、uh, standing behind the counter, and then have a conversation with the um, uh, our guest at the counter, and also. Our guests can see what I preparing and then plating the food, and I explain where does that come from, and ingredients or from my experience and from my childhood memories. So then also some people asking recipe or you know some tips like so that's a couple style.、Mm. The counter and then have a conversation. Mm, right, it's a similar to sushi restaurant count,、uh, sushi counter, but、mm-hmm. it's more sort of、um, you are there for your guests, and then it's slightly more casual because you have a conversation, and your chef can flexibly improvise、mm-hmm. dishes to your、mm-hmm. liking. So, yeah, it's a very cool,、um, very kind of friendly and casual, but very、mm-hmm. in a way very serious cooking setup. And by the way, so there's another version, the similar、uh, concept is ryote. Ryote is similar, but、uh, it's more formal. So、mm-hmm. I, I spoke to、um, uh, Kyoto chefs and said there's a difference between kapo and ryote. Ryote has a little garden within the restaurant, so <laughs> probably <laughs> it's a little more expensive and、uh, more formal. So、mm. that's the, today's keyword and kapo and ryote, which I think is easy. Right. So, what is the meaning of ichigo ichie? So, ichigo ichie is ichigo is a one chance and ichie is one meeting. So, we are saying the、uh, the moment perfected, which is、um, we appreciate every moment. So, 
if you be in Ichigoichi and uh, you come back to Ichigoichi and then there is no same experience, that meaning is. Mm. Right. So it comes from uh, the tea ceremony, like the ultimate uh, hostility, right? Because this is, mm-hmm. this seems ordinary encounter with this guest, this moment, this experience, but this is only once that can happen mm-hmm. in your life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just everything is so precious. So we tend to just overlook the preciousness mm-hmm. of this moment, but mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. So, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's a great name. Yeah, I love the word. <laughs> right. So the number of philosophical questions. So on your website, you quote a sentence from Hagakure, which is a famous mm-hmm. textbook for summarize from the 18th century. Mm-hmm. So it says, mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the words of the ancients, one should make his decisions within the space of seven breaths. So mm-hmm. what does the sentence mean and how do you apply it to yourself? Mm-hmm. That's a... Um, um, as I said, I, I, as I said, I said Zen uh, atmosphere to make it. That goes through the chef and to the our guest, which is all the Zen spirits going through cooking skill and everything respect. For the, all the ingredients or, and equipment and stuff each other and to our guests. So that's a spirit. So if you keep those Zen spirits and it come, came, came across on the plate and or dish. So mm. some res- right. respect and that's why we were saying to the staff. Mm. Right. So, and also that's, uh, the seven breaths is just a quick frame, time frame. So you focus and you make the decision. Mm-hmm. So everything is in control in calm mm-hmm. situation. So, right. Mm-hmm. That's again, your Zen mindset runs through your, your lifestyle and in your mm-hmm. kitchen. Right. So probably like, you're not you're not cooking French. You're not cooking Italian. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what is the essence of Japanese cuisine to you personally? Um, as I say, I use the local ingredients and uh, giving Japanese technique. But I also uh, we do some um, the French cuisine technique, or sometimes we do Chinese. <laughs> um, Chinese cooking technique or some Italian or curing uh, smoke and stuff we do. So that's all the experience to, you know, uh, our challenge. Um, okay, next one, um, I'd like to do this one, kind of mixture, like a fusion uh, cuisine, actually. Mm, right. So technically, it's a Japanese technique, um, but we given we use the ingredients in the sometimes like uh, foie gras or some caviars and stuff like that. Mm, right. 
I think uh, the essence of Japanese cuisine you're talking about here is the, mm. I mean, Japanese cuisine, you use uh, anything available locally. Like you said earlier, each region in Japan, mm. there mm-hmm. are different kind of unique dishes. So mm-hmm. I think you're creating your own Japanese cuisine in uh, environmental cork island. Yeah, that's what we are doing. So, yeah. Right. So you offer, um, you know, classic style kaiseki course, which is a multi-course dinner featuring seasonal ingredients. So that's kaiseki. Mm-hmm. So uh, what kind of, um, you know, what, do you have any favorite local ingredients and how you how you use it in your, mm. you know, on the menu? Yeah, um, quite a lot. <laughs> I like, I like um, <laughs> Irish meat and... The pork, which is we get pork from the West Cork and Cahabe pork, and I'm a huge fan of it. And uh, they are free range, and they treat the, all the the pigs it's really well. It's like a family, like. And also they have hundred um, percent uh, hair beef and grass fed beef, uh, which is beautiful. And they are always on the uh, our classic menu as well. And also, mm. of course, seafood. Um, the West Coast seafood by the Atlantic Ocean, which is brilliant. Uh, you can get some variety of the fish. And also, West Coast, I go foraging for seaweed. And then we make a, of course, you can use a fresh. And then when I was in Japan, do you know uh, Hijiki? It's called a channel rack. I only have seen hijiki only dried one in Japan, but actually you can get the, the fresh hijiki, the fresh channel rack um, here, and then you can cook straight away. Um, it's just beautiful series there. Right. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm. So and sometimes something's even better. Mm. Yeah, right, yeah, very unusual. And that's why I'm... Um, I say this Ichigo Ichi Japanese restaurant doesn't exist in Japan because <laughs> we work with the uh, local, lots of local wild mm. ingredients. Mm. Right. Okay. So uh, do you try to discover all those new Irish ingredients that you can potentially apply to mm. your Japanese dishes? Yes, we do. Um, also, uh, we have some vegetable growers, and they are very interested about uh, actually the Japanese uh, vegetables. So we give in an idea. We are trying to develop and uh, also Japanese ingredients as well. And then mm. there's I... no lemon in Ireland, you know. <laughs> it's a very cold country, like so. But few people trying to grow in lemon or even wasabi. We are using wasabi from West Cork. It's a beautiful wasabi, fresh wasabi we can get. Oh, wow. Interesting. So, okay. And who are, who comes to Ichigo Ichie? I'm sure it's just a famous restaurant. So mm. there's so many people, but typically, who are your yeah. customers? Uh, we get quite a lot, good few people, like um, the age of group and... It's quite 
younger age and older age, and so all the people come in. So sometimes we get uh, um, teenagers as well, and okay. they try everything. Oh, wow. Yes. Hmm. So it's uh, interesting because you opened the first Japanese um, mm -hmm. food um, spot in Cork, yeah. and now you have everybody coming to your restaurant. Probably they don't ask for fish and chips anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's kind of you are educating people about Japanese ingredients, Japanese maybe idea of cooking in silence. Mm -hmm. I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And uh, so, what are the biggest challenges in running a Ichigoichi? So, um, when we opened Ichigoichi, the challenge was um, it's going to be popular restaurant or not because there is no uh, kaiseki couple restaurant in Ireland before. So I wasn't worried, but I, I feel like that's another big challenge because uh, Japanese high-end restaurant and people is gonna come to our restaurant more. I know there was a huge demand beforehand. That was quite a big challenge, all right? And, and working with local, lots of local ingredients, like uh, every time we test out and then it most of the times works, so that's another challenge. And um, but since um, the COVID, and then another big challenge. So we opened, and then two years, and then the COVID came, and by the restriction, and we have to make a small team because we, we used to have the 25 people at the, uh, for, for the one sitting, but it became half number. So we couldn't afford for the staff and we have to make a small team. And then another issue by, uh, you know, keep running the business. So that was another big challenge. But at the same time, we are, we have learned so many things from COVID. So it's not the great life, but at least the good things there. Mm, right. Now you can have only half people on the same quality, same quality mm. of food and service. So, mm. right. Okay. And uh, I found a quote of yours saying, uh, I'm from Japan but I'm an <laughs> Irish chef making Irish food. So what do you mean by that? That's, uh, I work with the uh, local Irish in ingredients. So that's uh, Irish food, do you know? Mm. So that's why, yeah, uh, local ingredients and giving Japanese technique and the Irish cooking mm. in the island with Irish ingredients, so, which is Irish food. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't been to uh, Ichigo Ichie yet. I'm hoping I will <laughs> once the COVID really comes down. But mm -hmm. uh, so what kind of, I'm just curious, like for example, if you use mm -hmm. meat from Ireland, what kind of dish um, do you offer? The meat? 
Um, mm-hmm. For example, or it can be anything, but I was just very curious. Okay. Um, we have game season. So last time, um, it's still, we used um, Irish venison. We give them like a mm-hmm. light cure to venison. And also uh, we give them kind of cold light smoke, which is that uh, we get the uh, cherry blossom tree tip and we use that for the smoke. So that is a uh, Irish venison with Japanese smoke tip, like a sakura smoke, something like that. Oh, wow. Wow, must be delicious. <laughs> yeah, the game season is so Irish. So yeah, that's just definitely you're making Irish food. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. All right, so what are your plans? And dreams? Are you opening Ichigo uh, in Tokyo or what's, what's in your mind? <laughs> I have one takeaway and one uh, restaurant and then I have two boys. So I'm wonderful, busy enough. Like. <laughs> so I just keep up the uh, good quality and, and standard and then more, mm. more challenge is develop more um, Irish ingredients or work with uh, you know local ingredients. So I think that's these things are more to come. Mm, right. No well, plan I understand. For, You're super busy. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, could be there, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I yeah, no plan for Tokyo yet, I guess. But what's the landscape of Japanese cuisine in Cork and in Ireland in general? Because you kind of triggered interest in Japanese cuisine and uh, uh, are people getting more interested in Japanese food and sake, shochu, those things in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we are recently, like we are seeing a lot of sake. Um, our guests always asking a recommendation, uh, which is, they're very curious. So, most of our guests is want to see and then they're looking for experience. And I heard a lot and oh, they're looking for very special experience or, you know, something new. So they ask all our staff and then what do you recommend? Even we work with the, uh, all the uh, biodynamic natural wine or organic wine only. So it's kind of unusual uh, wine as well. So then mm. I make the uh, dish as well. Sometimes I taste the wine, natural wine first, and then I make the dish as well. And mm. so it's quite flexible. So it's it's very fun to make a you know new menu with a new wines and stuff. Mm. Wow! So I can't wait to go come and visit you, um, something in the near future. So uh, where can we find your updates? online and on social media? Um, for, I do a lot of um, the Instagram and the, yeah, most of the social media I do uh, by uh, Instagram. Okay, so what's the handle? Yeah. Uh, Ichigo Ichie? No, uh, Miyazaki underbar cork. That's it. Okay, so Miyazaki underbar cork. cork. Okay, great. Yes. All right. 
So, well, so thank you so much for joining us today, Takashi. And what you're doing is very, very interesting, valuable. So good luck. Thank you so much. All right. So listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japanese at heritageradionetwork.org or akikuwatema.com. Japanese is a weekly program and always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. Engineer is Matt Patterson, and thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Japanese is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thank you for listening.